Life Church, it is so great to be with you this weekend. Whether you're joining us at one of our campuses or online, we are delighted to have you here. I'm delighted to have you here. Welcome to 2021 and a brand new series that we are going to be starting this weekend. You don't want to miss the next four weeks as we kind of unpack what I think is kind of a vision, passion, kind of a recalibration, if you would, and a focusing on what I think God has for us and in store in 2021. So if you have your Bibles, if you turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 2, I'm going to get there in just a minute. But before I do, before I get into today's message, I just want to give an exciting announcement, uh, a, a, a transition, a good transition, uh, and uh, that as we're coming to this new year year. You know, about three and a half years ago, we brought a couple onto the staff uh, that I dearly love and uh, just love their heart for the Lord, love their heart for you, love their heart for ministry. I've seen them grow and develop. And that's Dylan and Tori Johnson. Uh, They are, uh, they've just been great. And so in this season, uh, they've also added one, uh, Kobe Rain. And so uh, they're, they're the newest addition to the Johnston family there. And uh, they've been leading our student ministries. And in their time that they've been here, we have been expanding in campuses and expanding in growth. And, uh, and so we've been hiring uh, and bringing on youth pastors uh, and youth workers to kind of help and facilitate uh, them being not just at one or two campuses, but four campuses and overseeing all of that. And doing so, we, we have a philosophy of kind of raising people up and, and developing people. And so we've had uh, graduates from our Life Leadership College and uh, that have come on that we've hired on and other people that we've brought onto the, onto the team under Dylan and Tori's leadership, and they're doing marvelous. And so this past end of the year, I went to Dylan and Tori and sat down and said, I really see... God's hand on your life, not to leave youth ministry uh, right now, but to kind of add on to your responsibilities. I I really would like for you to prayerfully consider about um, taking on a campus. And, and kind of flexing some leadership muscles and, and, and some of the pastoral skills and the passion that I see that you have. And so they prayed about it, processed it and said, yeah, we, we are here at Life Church. We love Life Church and love the ministry that's here. And we feel like that God is expanding and growing. And so I'm excited to announce to you that as of this weekend, Dylan and Tori Johnston are our new campus pastors at Brookfield, at the Brookfield campus. And so when you see them, those of you at Brookfield, you can greet them, meet them, get to know them, uh, get to know the new addition uh, to the family, Kobe, and just, and love on them at that campus. And again, they're not leaving oversight of youth ministry. It's expanding. It's adding to their responsibilities. But I'm so delighted that they said yes. I'm so excited. I see God's hand on their life and on their ministry. And I just think this is going to be a wonderful addition as we continue to move forward. And we fulfill the mission that God's called us to. Nothing works like the local church works when a local church works the way a local church is designed to work. And that's exactly what I want to talk to you about this weekend. This new series on Unchanged. Everything in the last 9 to 12 months has just felt very, there's a lot of change. And it feels like everything in our world has changed. But I just want to remind you there are some things that have not changed. There are some things that remain the same. And I, I know some of you are gonna say, well, hey, we're talking about Jesus. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna click and change the channel if you're watching at home or, or I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go to something else. No, 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 this, is a, this isn't quite that simple. It's what Jesus called us to be. 
and these unprecedented times, in these times that we're in, uh, uh, there, 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 is, there are values. There are core central values to who we are as followers of Jesus Christ. This isn't my idea. This isn't Life Church's idea. This is the ideas that Jesus came up with. And, and we see it instituted in the local church. And so this weekend and the next four weekends, I'm going to talk about four basic values that are going to help you in this year. This isn't about helping the church. Uh, I think it will make a difference in the local church. It's not about helping the world, although I think it makes a difference in the world. It's going to be about what's helping you. Four things in this year, four values in this year that I want to challenge you with as your pastor. If you're a Life Church attender, I, I want to challenge you as a senior pastor at Life Church that you embrace these four values. So join with me, join at your campus, join online, however you're gathering, but let's come together as we talk about the things that are unchanged in a world that seems like every single morning things are changing. So today, I want to talk to you about the value of gather. Gather. G-A-T-H-E-R. Gather. I think I spelled that correctly. Yeah. Gather. Acts chapter 2, verse 44. It's speaking of the New Testament church. If you have a Bible, turn with me to Acts 2, verse 44. If you don't have a Bible, it's going to be on the screen. It says it this way. And all who believed were together. And they had all things in common. Skip down to verse 46. And day by day, attending the temple church together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. I want you to notice that together, together they, day by day, a habit, regularity, that they were attending church, attending temple together. At Life Church, we believe that God has called us to do life together in order to reach the mission and fulfill what he's called you to and what he's called us to. This isn't just about us. This is about you. What he's called you to, what he's called us to. Can you say the word together? Come on, say it one more time. Together. All right, one more time. I'm going to say it together and then you as loud as you can. One, two, three. Together. Together. This is what we're talking about. This is the idea. And, and in the last 12, 9 to 12 months, we have had an unprecedented uh, breaking up of this habit of coming together, of being together. Now, before, some of you are going to say, okay, I know where he's going. We just need to, we need to get our rears and gears and get back into church. And no, 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 no. It's more than this. It's a biblical principle. When the Word of God is inspired the Bible says that, that, it's, that the word of God is, is inspired and inerrant and, and, and infallible. And so it's God's words that were spoken, in this case, to Luke to write the book of Acts. Luke wrote it under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. When he wrote these words, the principles in this are timeless. They, they go beyond culture. They go beyond time. So, so when, the, when the plagues in the mid-century mid, mid took place, he knew God knew, but yet these are the words. When, when, the, when, the, when, the, um, when, when the Spanish flu hit 100 years ago, he, he knew. And guess what? When COVID-19 hit our world in the last nine months, eight months ago, he knew. So I want you to understand that this value of gathering is not something that's like, oh, 
God isn't in the heavens going, man, I missed it. I, I didn't see that one coming. I, I, I would have rewritten that. I would have, I would have directed Luke differently when he wrote this. No, 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 no. It's the way God designed the local church. Nothing works like the local church works when the local church works the way the local church is designed to work. We are designed to be together. We are designed together. Now, well, Aaron, I mean, you know, like you're the one that kind of like said, hey, because of COVID, because of all of this, we, 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 we followed government orders and, 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 and we, we didn't meet together at Easter. And that, yes, because there's times where we were able to gather together virtually and that's good. But what's best is as we are able to, to gather together in person. Now, I understand some of you are watching online, you've got a compromised immune system or there's something that's going on or, or you're, in a, you're in a high risk category. And so it's prudent, it's, it's, it's smart for you to stay home or you're in the household with someone. Totally get that, I, I understand that completely. But what I am saying is over the course of this year, we're going to see uh, the ability through vaccines and through other things this too shall pass. This will come to an end. And one of the things as a pastor that I'm noticing is this value of gather, of us coming together, of us breaking bread together, of us doing what the New Testament church models for us to do in Acts chapter 2, verse 44 and 46. In our world and society, this is a bit threatened. This is a bit and there are just things that happen when we come together that we can't do apart. And we can do it okay virtually for a season, but on the long haul, there is a need to have, as, as it says in verse 44 and 46, the habit of coming together. So I wanna look at this value because this is not just a value that affects us together as a whole, but it also affects you. So first of all, we're, we're the church that Jesus started. We're the church that Jesus started. So Jesus, he, he promised that the church was promised by Jesus. Matthew chapter 16, I'm going to give you several verses here. Verse 18 says, I tell you, you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Jesus promised the church. Secondly, Jesus led and he leads the church. Colossians chapter one, verse 18. And he, speaking of Jesus, is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. So Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus promised the church, he's the head of the church, but he also says that the church would be inspired by his Holy Spirit. Look at Acts 1.8. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Thank God for the ends of the earth. That's us, Appleton. That's us, Brookfield. That's us, Milwaukee. That's us, Germantown. That's us, wherever you're watching us from. So Jesus talked, promised, loved, built, gave himself for the church. There's something special when you and I come together. You know, when we were able to come back together for the first time after we had to take a break in the spring, you know what one of the most wonderful sounds to me was? Hearing you sing. I can watch a sermon online. I, I, can, I, can, I, can, um, I, I can watch a service online 
But there's something about when we, when you, and all of us come together in a room, in a space, when we gather, that's just sweet. Why is that? Because that's the way God planned it to be. And it does something for you, and it does something for me. And guess what? If even if it doesn't do anything for you, it does something for me. I'm just going to tell you, I'd much rather preach to a room full of people than an empty room. Amen? I, I, I'd much rather, I, I can preach shorter, I'm just telling you, to a room full of people than I can to, to an empty room. So that's another good reason to, to fill those rooms up. But, 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 the, but the point of the matter is, is that the reason why this works is because this is the way the Lord designed it. Second thing I want you to notice is that biblical community, what we have is forged, not found. Biblical community is forged, not found. It's developed. It doesn't just happen automatically. If you have your Bible, flip over to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27 says this, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, this is Paul speaking to the church in Philippi, that I may hear of you, that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Verse 28, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation that is from God. Can I just for a moment kind of be pastoral? You know, prior to 2020, we were getting to a place in America, and, and this is historically, this happens this way. In times of prosperity, we have a tendency to kind of forget God and not gather together. In times of crisis, we have a, we have a, a tendency to come together and together. The Sunday after 9-11 was the largest attended weekend service in America in my lifetime. Why? Crisis. We drove, it drove us together. Why, why is that? Well, some of that's human nature. So again, I'm not beating up on you. But one of the things that we began to notice prior to 2020 is that the amount of times that people were frequent together became more and more and more spread out. When I started almost 20 years ago at Life Church, if you attended church once every six weeks, you considered yourself to be a, excuse me, once every three weeks, you considered yourself to be a regular attender. 20 years later almost, it's once every six weeks. What's happening? What's happening is, is that we forget the value of gathering. We kind of get busy. We get kind of lazy Again, I'm not speaking to, you know, you're at home because of COVID and things of that nature. I totally understand that. I, I really do. And, and you need to be safe and you need to do what you think is prudent. But as things are opening up, as things are beginning to, don't let everything around you scare you. At some point, it's that ability to gather together and as it's safe for you to do so. But if we're honest, a lot of us, we... It's that infrequency. It's that because we don't really value that gathering until there's a crisis. Until someone's sick in your family. Until someone passes. 
until there is a need. And all of a sudden, we, we, we need one another. We need one another because virtual doesn't quite cut it. And Facebook and social media doesn't quite cut it. And online doesn't. I, I need to get back. I need to get there. I need to be a part. These relationships that we have to do life together are forged, not found. I, I just want to say, as your pastor... And all of us on staff, we're, we're here for you. We don't feel like that you're here for us. I'm here to serve you. My job is to equip you. You're the saints of the church. But the value of gathering together is what allows us to begin to forge and develop the relationships, the togetherness that we need. And I, and I think that one of the things that's happening in our season in our world today is that these things are being a bit threatened. There's kind of, a, if I could use a word, sifting that's going on. And I think those of us that are fully devoted followers of Christ are leaning in all the more. Because we see the day of Jesus Christ, his return approaching. I don't mean to go old school on you, but that's just the truth of the matter. And, and we see the value that we need each other. I need you. I, I, I don't, I can't, you know, I'll, I'll miss a Sunday here or there uh, because I'm on vacation or maybe I'm, I'm on a mission trip or, or I'm, I'm traveling to preach somewhere else, but I'm still tuning into Life Church. I, I need this body. I want to be a part of this body. I want to be, I want to gather. I want those relationships, that biblical community to be developed in my life because I need it. And I know when things are good, I don't need this, I don't need this, I don't need this until all of a sudden something happens. We need each other. And the most transient group in the church that doesn't really gather as much, it's not the young, it's not the young families, it's not the middle age. It's people that are in their 50s and 60s, 70s. You've got time, you've got freedom, you've got money. You may still be working if you're still working in your 50s and 60s and, 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 you're, and you're there Monday through Friday. And so you, when's your free time? It's the weekend. And man, you're faithful to tithe, you're faithful to support. You're, this is still your home, but I need you. And guess what? As much as you don't want to admit it, you need me. Because that's how biblical community happens. Last thing is that life together is better than life apart. Life together is better than life apart. We're seeing the ramifications of isolation in, in, in this last season. We're seeing what happens when we're not able to connect. We're, we're seeing that, the, you know, addiction rates are, are, are up and, and, and suicide rates are up and depression rates are up because we're not, we were never, listen, we were never created to do this alone. We were never created to be alone. God said in the very beginning of the book of Genesis, it's not good that man is alone. We need each other. We need to be around each other. We need to be talking to each other. And again, virtual is great, but there's nothing like seeing someone and hugging someone, shaking someone's hand. There's nothing like that touch, that interaction. There's nothing quite like that. And listen, God wouldn't give us those abilities 
And, I, and again, I understand, please take everything that I'm saying with, 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 with the tenor and with, the, and with the, the care and the concern that I'm giving. But God wouldn't give us those abilities. God wouldn't give us those needs. God wouldn't give us that ability to touch him and him to touch us if it wasn't needed. Life together is better than life apart. There's an, an internal impact. Look at the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. And let us consider how to stir up, let's develop, uh, one another to love and to good works. Verse 25, not neglecting to meet together as, some, as, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day drawing near. Can I just tell you that I can't stir up the gifts in you and you can't stir up the gifts in me unless we're together. It's being together. I just want to encourage you. And when he says there in verse 25 that, that some were in the habit of not meeting together. So this is not a new issue of, well, I'm not going to go to church this week. or I'm not gonna. This, this is humanity. This is just how we are. When things are good, it's kind of a lazy river. And then all of a sudden when things get bad, then it kind of flips. And so it's, it's being conscientious of this. And it's understanding that internally we help each other. When we come together, we help each other. We grow one another. We develop one another. Look, serving together... Uh, is uh, fellowship and relationship is a byproduct of serving when we serve together the same way like sweat and burning calories is a byproduct of working out. The reason why I want you on a life team, the reason why I want you in a life group, the reason why I want you here is, is, is not because it's a, it's, an, it's a number to check. It's not, because, it's not because there's a quota that I need to meet in some office somewhere. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the fact that it's good for you. It's good for you that when you're together in a life team, when you're serving together somewhere, you're going to begin to develop relationships. You're going to begin to develop people. And, and again, if you serve in one area of ministry, it doesn't work, then go to another. Go, it's totally fine. The same way in a life group. It, it, it's being together. It's developing relationships together. It's being, it's, 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 it's just, it's that togetherness that you have. It's relationships that are formed that only are going to happen when you begin together. It's coming together at church on a weekend and seeing people and loving one another. And guess what? You may not need need that as much, but there are other people in the room that need that from you. And in case you didn't know, I'm not omnipresent. I'm not Jesus. I don't, I don't, I'm not super pastor. I don't have an S on my chest. No, I'm just one person. I'm just one beggar to another beggar where to find food. We need each other. But there's also an external impact. John chapter 13 Verse 34, a new commandment, Jesus says, I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this will all know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Skip on down to turn the page, a couple pages over to John chapter 17, verse 20. John chapter 17, verse 20. Jesus says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one. Just as you, the Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So Jesus is talking to the Father here. Verse 22, that the glory that you have given me, that I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. 
and I in them and you and me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you have sent me and loved them even as you loved me. How does the world know that we're in him and he's in us? It's through our unity. How do we have unity? By gathering. Very simple. I can say I love Tammy all day long, but if I don't spend time with Tammy, guess what? <laughs> yeah, this talk is cheap. If you don't believe me, ask her. If you don't think that doesn't work, ask your wife or ask your husband. You, you, we can say all day, oh man, I love the church. Oh man, I, I love, oh, that's where I go to church. But do you spend any time? Are you gathering? Oh, I love the people there, but are you there? See, talk becomes cheap. And what happens is this is the reason why the enemy of your soul and my soul wants to bring disunity among us and wants to not let us be one. It's impossible to be one unless we gather. How, how are we one? We've got to come together. Husband and wife, come together. Relationship, come together. Church, come together. The bride of Christ and the groom, which is Jesus, we come together. That's, that's what heaven is all about. We're coming together. And, and so what's heaven on earth? What, what, what is that? It's you, the church. You are the heaven that's on earth. And why is that heaven? Because there is a oneness. There is a lack of disunity. There is complete unity. And so unity in the church visualizes to a world that's lost that this is how this works because there is no other unity really anywhere else in our world. There is so much disunity in our world, so much polarization in our world, so many divided groups in our world. Please hear my heart. I'm not trying to chastise and I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm, I'm saying this with all humility. I'm saying this as, a, as your pastor, as a spiritual leader. We need to come together and we need to be one so that it's a representation to our world that regardless where we come from, regardless who we are, regardless how much money's in the bank or not, regardless what the color of our skin is, regardless our background, that because we stand under the banner of the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ, that you and I are following followers of him. We are fully devoted followers of him, that we are one in him. That's how the world will know that we are his disciples and how we love each other. And how can we love each other unless we are together? That's why I'm preaching this. That's why I want you to be in 2021. I want us together. It's a value that we have. We put a lot of energy in our gatherings. We put a lot, of, a lot of energy in every time we have an experience where we gather together. Why? Because community, relationship is so important. It doesn't matter whether there's a handful of people or there's 5,000 people. What matters is, is that we are together, that we've gathered together. So what do I do with this, Aaron? I'm, all, I'm with you full 100%. I hope you are. I hope you are. And if you are upset and you need to email me, you can email me at rcoggins at lifechurchwi.com. That's my new email address. I'm going to ask you to take an action step. And every one of these messages, I'm going to have an action step. So I'm going to give you that action step today for this message. I'll have one next week, one the following week, and one, and one, 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 one at the end. But I'm going to ask you to make a commitment to get into the habit of gathering in 2021. Now, if you're one of like the 3% of the church that, that honestly 
you probably are not going to be gathering anywhere. You're not going anywhere. You're at home because the doctors have told you because of a compromised, uh, compromised immune system and, and whatever. Maybe they're even saying, hey, you don't even get the vaccine right now. Like, we want to see how this works. I'm not, I, please, I, I'm not at all in any shape or fashion trying to be condescending or ask you to do something that would put yourself in jeopardy. That's not what I'm doing here. So if that's you, then, 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 then you, you get a get-out-of-jail-free card, okay? You're, that's the exemption. That, that's the reason why we have online. I, I, I believe in virtually gathering when we're unable to come together physically. It's the, the ministry to shut-ins, people that aren't, aren't able to be here. We, we literally, I, I have people that don't have Wi-Fi, and so I make sure they get a CD of the weekly message delivered to their house in a pick-and-save bag. We don't, it's contactless delivery. We literally just drop it there, hang it on the front door, and let them know that it's there so that they're able to be a part of what's happening. When we're doing communion, communion's added with it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in any shape or fashion judging anybody, but for the 97, 98% of us that are healthy and are able to do this, that's who I'm talking to that you would make a commitment, that you and your family get back into the habit of coming together in 2021. And if you'll do that, here's what I want you to do, real simple. I'm not gonna ask you to give it an offering. I'm not gonna ask you to walk the aisle. I'm gonna ask you simply to text the number that's on the screen, the number that's coming up right now. It's LC space gather. You gotta put LC in front of it for Life Church. If you just put gather, it's going to go someplace else. But LC space gather. You text LC space gather to that number that's on the screen. And what you're saying is, hey, 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 you can count on me. Hey, 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 I'm going to be here. Hey, 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 I'm, I'm going to be part of this. And you might well go, why is that important that you get that information? Because it's been shown that when we make commitments like this that we follow through, when we do an action that commits ourselves to it, Psychologically, we follow through with that. So I'm just saying I want to help you this year because guess what? You need me and I need you. And the power of gathering, of being together is what God's called us to do. And in 2021, I want to see us come together. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you today for your word. I thank you today, Lord, for the, the challenge and I just pray that you will just help us to take inventory of ourselves. And at the same time, Lord, that we would simply make a commitment and be in the habit of coming together. Let it not be said of us as it was in the book of Hebrews that we are not in the habit of coming together. But let us do that and let us gather not just for the sake of the church, not just because it's what your word instructs us to do, but Father, because we need others. Nothing works like your church works when your church works the way you designed it. Help us to follow your example in Jesus' name. Amen.